This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Michigan International Speedway. Guys, I should have told you I'm a huge Sound of Music fan. You can't write something like that and me not at least try to sing it. Welcome to a special Thursday, that's right, Thursday edition of Motor Mouse. I'm Rutledge Wood. I'm here with AJ Allmendinger, looking sharp well, as always. I, mean, I, I finally got to wear this shirt. It looks it's, so I mean, nice. And Nate Ryan is here. You got a haircut just because AJ was coming. That was I really did. nice. I did. It's looking dapper. Thanks. It was so long, now I realize yesterday I should have been like, get a haircut, hippie. <laughs> Whew, let's look at today's starting grid, you guys, with four races to go before the playoffs. Who are going to be watching this Sunday? We're also going to look back on what's been the summer of Bubba. That's right, Bubba Wallace. And how did racing in Michigan shape two of its biggest NASCAR stars? Well, we're going to have to just talk all about that, aren't we? That's right, but... Uh, before that, a ton of drivers with storylines. There's so much going on. I feel like if we didn't talk about a couple of things that happened this weekend, say a, a lot of us really thought you had a shot at winning that race. It was so awesome to watch. To me, though, the absolute coolest thing that happened was after the race, you know, it's tough. It's it's You're staring this this race that you, you know, at a track you've won before, you have this time and you decide, you know what? I'm going to go over and jump over this wall and give this dude some loving. I just want you to know, as a competitor, I thought that was absolutely the coolest thing you could have done. I mean, I, he deserved it. Austin Sindrick, Team Penske, but Austin personally himself drove just a perfect race. And, you know, the way the strategy played out, he had brand new tires, got a great restart, you know, little help from a couple of guys. But point being, he went out there and he earned the victory. Yes. And he raced me the way I felt like you should race for a victory, especially being his first win in the Xfinity Series. A lot of pressure on him being in that 22 car. We know all the uh, success that that car has had. Sure. So, uh, you know, I was happy for him. I, I've known him for since 2012 when I was driving for Team Penske. Yeah. and. Uh, a great kid and definitely deserved it. And I had a lot of fun. Of course, I wanted to be on top. And 
guess in the end it really didn't matter, so uh, <laughs> we don't need to talk second, about that. Second but, DQ. We're not but, talking about Dairy Queen. Yeah. But, but no, he just he deserved it, and I wanted to go show my appreciation and happiness for him going out there and, and earning a win the way he should have. And it was an outstanding show. I mean, yeah. even though you come out on the losing end of it, AJ, I mean, that's probably the most memorable race. I mean, the cup race was great, but the finish of that Xfinity race, I think, is going to be talked about for, for quite a while. That might be the best road course finish in that series this year. And right, in, and right as I was walking away, he, that when he turned back to me, he said, Mid-Ohio, let's do it again. And I said, let's get it on. Let's do this. Now we're talking. Yeah. Another track you love. And, and we ought to give credit to... To Austin. Austin has had a little bit of a reputation of, of similar to me on a dance floor at a wedding. Grace is not always, you know, finesse, maybe not a word that's used a lot, but to see him get that win, that first win in Xfinity car, to have it be a, a clean, what seemed like a fair, totally fair battle, you guys raced each other the right way. I thought that was so cool for him to be that was his first win. And it wasn't, there was no controversy, there was no you know, the shenanigans we saw Sunday. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's and that's when he was catching me, and, and we've all seen it, and the truck race at Canadian, uh, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, uh, just some of the stuff that he's had happen to him. But he's a young guy. I mean, he's just trying to figure out this sport, jumped into what obviously is a great race car. So it's taken him some time to figure it out. He's made some mistakes, but yeah. he did it the right way, and that's why I went over and talked to him and just really said congrats because he went out there, earned it, could have wrecked me, didn't do it. We no. beat on each other a little bit like you should, but it was a great race, and I'm ready to go do it again this I, weekend. I think what's cool is he's taken a lot of grief for making yeah. some mistakes, as you said, AJ. I mean, other competitors have taken some pot shots. He's been involved in some wrecks, and this time he he was flawless, I think. The la I mean, to beat you, I mean, you're, you're really, really good on road courses, and for him to beat you at that level, uh, I think shows that you know he actually has some significant talent, and we've seen that before in other series. But I think that was the first time he fully delivered in the Xfinity series and, yeah. and got the win. And I just want to say, you know, and I'm thinking about it. Maybe I cut my hair. Maybe this is my Austin Cindric hairstyle. What do you think? It is. Well, yeah. after like got, the show, I, can you pick me up the way that he did? I don't think so. I've never seen. <laughs> I, all I said was congratulations, and then this is—he just disappeared. There was a different person in his face, and they were picking me up. And I, I personally thought, picked you I, up. Yeah, you couldn't see that, but he picked me up in his celebration. He didn't seem like it was a good like, idea. Like really right high, afterwards. pretty, pretty decent. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I feet, left the I ground. Mean, your feet barely came off the ground there. Let's be honest, but you dude, know, he uh, sticks. That I got, he I got, is. I got you. I mean, not that I'm one to talk. I have a weird body shape, but my man was <laughs> it was impressive. So many different storylines. We want you guys to call in eight four four NASCAR NBC. Guess what? Guess who's on the Thursday edition for the first caller? Oh, really? Who's that? Is it? NASCAR is oh, online. Man. That's what I'm talking about. Carl, what's up, buddy? Y'all trying to sneak an episode of Motor Mouth on me and didn't think I would know about it? Come on now, y'all. We, we are so glad that you were paying attention and joined us for a Thursday edition, buddy. What's on your mind? You know, let me say hi to my boy, Nate Ryan. Good seeing you, my friend. Hey, Carl. How you doing? Uh, good. AJ, what do you think the chances of Ryan Newman making the playoffs? Yeah, it's interesting with, with just the way Ryan's year has been, you know, first year with, with Roush Fenway. And the, the biggest thing that, that they have is they don't seem like they have the consistent speed out of the race car. Ryan Newman does his normal thing. He goes out there and earns every spot that he gets, whether it's being aggressive on the final restart, uh, 
He's not easy to pass, so he <laughs> makes sure he maximizes every point that he can get. But they just haven't shown a lot of speed really all season. But over the last few races, they haven't been there much. And with stage points and the way it's playing out, you need all the stage points. You need those maximizing those finishes. And uh, you look at the cars that are around him, Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, Daniel Suarez. Those are cars that are consistently just quicker as a whole. But if there's a guy that can go get up on the wheel and make up those final few spots to get in the playoffs, it's definitely Ryan Newman. Well, I think right now he's tied with Jimmy Johnson on that cut line. And if I was a betting man, I think I'd put money on Ryan Newman, probably much to Carl's happiness because yeah. he's such a six fan. I, I think he's got a better shot at making the playoffs if it's if it's a points battle over the next four races than Jimmy Johnson. Because I don't think Jimmy Johnson has been in these types of situations. He's been in points battles before, but for championships. And to eke out you know, the necessary points in each race over the next four weeks with a new crew chief. I like Ryan Newman's chances of doing that because I think he's done that pretty consistently over the last five years. He's kind of transformed his game a little bit from being the guy who used to win eight races a year to being the guy who now he'll win once or twice, but I think he maximizes the points potential of his car like no other driver. Yeah, I'm just nervous about the speed of it. That's that's right. really just what it comes but down it, to. But it doesn't seem like he needs speed. A, yeah. A lot of he it, always just sneaks up and gets the, I agree the with that, but it just it when it comes down to stage points and when you're when you're needing every point possible, it, it's the, the speed of the car is just what makes me nervous. It has nothing to do with Ryan Newman himself. So uh, I guess we'll find out here I mean, in the next well, four the, races. The interesting thing is Ricky told us last week uh, when Kyle and I were spending some time with him, he, Ricky pointed out that the team is getting better with Ryan there. And I think a lot of us were like, oh, Ryan's going to the sixth. That's that's something. Like it, it didn't. We didn't immediately go, this is going to be a great shot for him. But I think what happens is when you put that credibility and that experience together and you know that they've got good horsepower, you know, you can move that needle. I think that's what's happening. So I think, you know, to Carl's point, yeah, I think he's got a shot. For sure, it's just gonna be weird if, like, if that's the guy that bumps Jimmy out. Yeah, it'll be it'll yeah. be crazy. You just gotta look at the racetracks too. Michigan, he got a great finish because I watched him the last time there run five wide wide on the restart and making up a ton of spots. And you know, Indy, it's just we'll see if they find some speed in the race car to to yeah. not have to put it all on Ryan Newman to right. get those restarts and maximize those points and just really be aggressive and make it a. Bit of a difficult life on all the other drivers to we'll pass. See, we'll yeah. see, won't we? Uh, that was a great call. We're going to go to the phones again. We got our buddy Marvin Blue is on the line. Marv, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Rutledge? Hi, AJ, and what's up, Nate? Greetings what's, to you. What's up, Marvin? Hey, Marvin. Greetings. Yes. Hey, guys. Uh, I got a question on Chase Elliott. Uh, will he make? Uh, will he get another win this weekend? And I got a music-related question. Who is your favorite pop group of all time? The Spice Girls or Little Mix? <laughs> Marvin, that's a Where do great, we start? I, that's a great question. I, can we Tarantino this but, thing and go backwards? By the way, um, I, this may this may sound bad. Who's the little Who's mix? little mix? Well, I know from my man Marvin Blue, they are a British okay. uh, all-female pop group. Okay, I, I like the Spice Girls. I'll say this: I saw the Spice Girls movie Spice World in the theater. Yeah, my friend Chris Shell got up and danced in the middle of it because surprisingly there was no one else. In the theater. Oh, that's shocking. Uh, so there, obviously, that's for me. I'm gonna go Spice Girls just because I don't Good. know the other group. Good. You're gonna choose yeah, same. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't right. think about Little Mix. Um, yeah. What about Chase Elliott? Can he get another win this weekend? I mean, he can for sure get another win. It's. 
I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with, with Hendrick Motorsports as a whole because it seems like at times they just get it together and you're like, okay, here we go. We saw They're Bowman back. so quick. Uh, Byron's been on pole. Chase Elliott running up front. And then all of a sudden they go for a few weeks and you're like, okay, they don't, they don't have as much speed again. And we, and we just saw Chase Elliott's last seven weeks take out Watkins Glen. So if they show up and everything is right, then for sure. But if they're off just a little bit, it seems like yeah. it's it's a big gap from being completely on to being a little bit off and running 12th to 14th. Sure. I mean, they were great at Charlotte. They were great at Kansas. They were great at Chicagoland. They were making these strides. And then Kentucky, it seemed like they yeah. it was a huge regression. He took a huge step back. And I asked Chase Elliott about that next week at New Hampshire. And he said, you know, we're, we're not panicking. We're not worried. But that's going to be the bulk of the playoffs. And so I, that's why I think Michigan, even though it's a two-mile track, you're not going to find any two-mile tracks in the final ten. It's not dissimilar from how the cars probably will race at the mile and a half yeah. in the final ten. So I think I think it is a big test. And although I think Chase Elliott certainly stamped himself as championship contender at the Glen by having that flawless second half of the race, holding Huge. off Martin Truex Jr., they they got back <clears throat> on their game. I think really the jury will be out until we see how he can run a big oval. In the vein of Spice Girls, if you want to be my caller, you got to get with my friends. <laughs> Coming up this summer, Bubba Wallace has had fans talking one way or another. What does that mean for NASCAR? Plus, Eric Jones talks about racing, how it's a way of life in his home state of Michigan. And we want to hear from you guys. Call us, 844-NASCAR-NBC, or tweet us with the hashtag, let me say this. special guest today, our friend Bubba Wallace. Very appropriately dressed for a man in a rain delay situation. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even have time to put on uh, socks. He's gone out and played catch with the fans. I was okay. Corey was, was the better quarterback there. Bubba Wallace, you can drive a car. He's not sure about throwing a football yet. I'm a race car driver at the end of the day, but I'm a human all the time. Bubba Wallace, a Kyle Busch beating and banging down the front stretch. I'm going to get my respect on the track, and I don't care who it is. I won't put up no so I won't be like, oh, it's Kyle Busch. You know, he didn't mean to. How about that? All summer long, the buzz has been with Bubba Wallace. Nate, you wrote about him this week uh, for your NBCSports.com piece. Even though Bubba hasn't had huge results, he's still been able to really move that bar and step up the conversation. How do you guys look at a summer like this for Bubba? Like, how, how do you how, how do you sort of explain you can be the mouth of a sport but maybe not have the results that would back that up for, for what you would typically see? Well, I, I think we've learned that, I and mean, we always knew, I think, that he had a big personality, but I think he's grown so comfortable in his skin in year two in the Cup Series that it, we're, we're seeing it on a more consistent basis, and now it's just gotten to the point where he is like that straw that stirs the drink. No matter what he does, it makes headlines, whether it's you know, calling out Pocono Raceway or having this situation with Daniel Suarez where he says, I flip guys off all the time and I don't care, or you know, tweeting out that he wants to get a tattoo of Richard Petty's autograph or speaking candidly about his battle with depression. I mean, it's, it, just, it feels like the summer bubble to me, even though his best finish is 15th, because Every time he talks or says something, it's, it seems like it's a story. And obviously, yeah. when, when you call out Kyle Busch the way he did Sunday at Watkins Glen, that's going to put you in the, in the spotlight as well. Were you surprised about that that move with with Kyle? No, not with Bubba. It's when, when you're 
new into the sport, I wouldn't say new, but when you're a rookie and, and you're trying to make a name for yourself and, you know, or the first couple of years like Bubba is, you have to earn respect. And this is what he, right here, I, I have no problem with because it's so hard to run at the back of the, of the Cup Series and equipment, and let's be honest, perfectly honest here, the 43 car, it's struggling right now. It's, it's hurting for money. They don't have brand new stuff all the time. Bubba's trying to get everything that he can out of it and still make a name for himself and still either show that race team or other race teams like, hey, I can wheel one of these race cars. Right. So stuff like that, you got to go out there and you can't just keep getting run over because that's what happens when you fight back there. I, I know what it's like. They will run you over if you keep letting it happen. So what Bubba did there was no problem or even the Suarez thing, any of that. If you feel like you've been wrong, then you got to fight back because that's how you earn respect. Otherwise, you're constantly going to get run over. Now, there's other things maybe going out there trying to get attention, right or wrong. Right. Like, he's just trying to find a way to stay in the sport because it's that's what it's all about, unfortunately. it's a it, This business has always been tough, but more than ever, it is probably the hardest thing to be a part of because there's not as many quality rides. There's not as many sponsors out there that are really looking to spend tens of millions of dollars to put a young driver unless you somehow have already gotten in. And, you know, we talk about got his best friends, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney. I mean, they're, they're, they're climbing. Sure. And he's just trying to keep in the sport. Because you sometimes, it, we talk about depression. I mean, we all fight it. Like, in, in some are outspoken about it. I mean, heck, let's be honest. Last year I wore a hat because my hair was falling out. Wow. Just like losing hair, waking up because I was so stressed. And I didn't know what was going on. And I had to figure it out, go to doctors, and they're like, you're so stressed, your hair is literally just falling out. So I started wearing a hat. The guy that has perfect hair started wearing a hat. Which is so crazy because at so, the time, I remember thinking, yeah. I've never seen you wear a hat before. But was it all of that? It's all of it. Kind and of it's Racing is one of the, as a race car driver, is one of the most special, coolest jobs in the world that you can have. But when it's not going right, or you put everything into it and it feels like you just keep getting steamrolled, it feels like the worst thing in the world. Sure. When we know it's not, because we're still right. just racing cars. So I get what Bubba's doing. He's trying to keep out there, trying to be outspoken. He's always been outspoken, yeah. but saying, hey, yeah. I'm still here. No matter what it be, going out there, being aggressive on, on other race cars, Throwing the football at the fans, saying he's. And by the way, has he got the tattoo yet? Or no. he hasn't. I, I think he's I think not he's, getting it there either. He's not going to get it. Yeah. And I said I, at the very beginning, I was like, "Good for you. Yeah. Don't put it on your arm because obviously, like, what happens when he moves this way? Then it's it's upside down." I just said, "Pick a different spot <laughs> that's respectable." Yeah. But I mean, to to your point, number one, that's a that's a that's a lot of perspective for someone who you've understood what that path is like and you know how hard it is to fight every single weekend to, to try to prove not only yourself, but the equipment you're in, whether it's the best or not. Um, and and for you to be able to talk about like the struggles that you have, man, that's that's real yeah, stuff and that's big. So I think to hear someone, you know, Bubba told us that if you think about it, he's never really had a sponsor, sponsor right. right? Like he's right. never had a, a company that says, we believe in you personally, solely. We're gonna back you for a, a continued amount of years and grow a, a program. And that's really hard to wrap your mind around because he's got great talent. Yeah. He is a wonderful person. He's got a great heart that he can share. And, you know, I saw that a, a couple weeks ago at Victory Junction at NAS Carnival, and you get to see him be that superstar that he is. But I think it's a good reminder for fans that there's so many things that are going on 
in your head, in the next guy's head, that it really, it, there's no way to get in there and understand it unless you are that person. The thing that was so funny to me about what happened at Watkins Glen with Kyle Bush is, I, and for the record, I, I'm friends with Kyle. I would have had to wreck him at that same point. Yeah. I think anyone, <laughs> yeah, you're left sure. with no choice. If you just shove me in the wall and now you're immediately in front of me going into turn one, and maybe that was, I don't know, maybe that was Kyle's way of going, like, I could get an early start to the airport if we just end this. Now. I have no idea what it was. But it was so insane to watch that. But I thought, you know what? Right now, after the race, Jimmy Johnson is waving a seven-time champion finger in Blaney's face. And Bubba is probably like, yeah, did you guys see that? Yeah. I dumped Kyle Bush. I'm just going to sell a lot of T-shirts this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Like, the fans went crazy. And to your point, he may have a whole new pile of fans from that. It's just when you're fighting for your job and trying to trying to make a name or keep your name in the sport, it is so tough to do. And it's I get when you're outspoken and you're just trying to find ways to to stay in the light. Like, hey, you know, I'm here. I can win. And when Bubba got in that 43, when Eric Amarola was hurt, when that car had decent equipment at that point, he ran well. I yeah. remember at Kentucky. I mean, he was. Really fast. I think he finished maybe 12th or 13th that race, right. but ran inside the top 10. Beginning of last year when their stuff was a little bit better, he ran well. So he can go out there and do it. But, yeah, I mean, he's just – he's trying to find ways right now to make sure people are talking about his name. And yeah. until we find out if he's in a top-tier ride or has that sponsor that gets him that top-tier ride, it's going to be difficult to tell if he can get those results. Uh, but right now, I think he is staying relevant without getting those results. Bubba Wallace already was a huge – hugely impactful, significant figure culturally and historically for NASCAR because he's the most successful black driver since yep. Hall of Famer Wendell Scott. So, But I think that's become almost incidental to like what he's been able to do this year. And really, AJ's right. Like You don't want to, I think, I think there was a fine line between just going out there and just, you know, spouting off just to get attention. I think like he's done it without seeing opportunistic. He's done it in a way, again, talking about his depression, uh, doing it in a fun way, talking about you know throwing the football or getting the tattoo or just sure. the way he's racing other people. I think he's doing it in a way that seems authentic and seems genuine without going over that line of just, hey, look at me over here, put me in a right. good ride. We're going back to the phones, but huge props to the company that's that's been investing and want to put Victory Junction on the car. Uh, and we saw the, the car they're going to run at Darlington, which so is the Adam cool. Petty yeah. paint scheme. It's amazing. But let's go back to uh, the phones. Andy, who is a Bubba Wallace fan. Andy, what's on your mind? Yes. Uh, how y'all doing? Good. Uh, good. Bubba is a, Bubba's affiliated with RCR, and his cars are running in the top ten. Uh, what is the problem? Is it the equipment or the crew? Uh, I, I don't understand it. So, so with affiliations, you have to be very careful with that word because you just assume, hey, they're affiliated with them. It must be the same exact equipment, and it's just based on the team. It's really not. They get some support from RCR. But they don't have brand new race cars every weekend, say like Austin Dillon or Daniel Hamrick, or, or soon as a, a brand new piece or part that makes your race car faster. It's not on the 43. So sometimes we just have to be careful thinking like they're the exact same cars. You might get some info, yeah. get the data, get some of the engineering, but it doesn't mean that his car is brand new like the three car that weekend. Right. And that's something that he's been fighting because I'm pretty sure probably none of those cars this year are brand new. I did hear him say in the interview that this is a brand new car at Michigan. So we'll see how that goes. This may be this may be a step up for the 43 compared to where they've been running, but it's 
that word is, is you have to tread lightly because it doesn't mean that it's all the same equipment. Yeah, well, I would say like two things here. I appreciate that phone call, Andy. One is the RPM started the year in pretty dire straits, and they got a huge influx uh, of cash around late May, early June when they had this backer step up that's, that's sponsoring the car for the rest of the season. And I think there were a lot of questions about you know, how are we even going to get to the racetrack for the yeah. first couple of months? So they were playing catch-up from the start. And then I think, at AJ's point, when you look at the RCR cars, I mean, Daniel Hemrick is 25th in points with two top 10s. Uh, Austin Dillon is, has run well at times, but, you know, he's not in, in playoff territory right, right now. So uh, I don't think his finishes have been that far off from the, the cars that he's aligned with sure. a lot of the time. It's all about cost savings, whether it's going up, it's down. And the most successful one we saw was certainly with Furniture Row. And we see how that worked out. You beat me <laughs> with my stuff. Now I'm going to squash you. Coming up, in Michigan, the automobile is much more than just a way to get around. Eric Jones, the Byron Bandit, will show us when we come back here on Motormouth. My track, my roots. Uh, I ran quarter minutes in Waterford Hills. I would consider that my local track when I was uh, you know, really young. And when I was kind of making my way through the amateur levels, I would consider a track in Flint, Michigan, Auto City, Speedway as uh, my home track. The first race I had to run at the amateur level, I remember showing up, and right before the race started, I was so nervous I threw up for, you know, probably 30 minutes straight. I don't know how I ran the race. I had, like, zero energy, but my nerves were just, like, shot. At that time, I felt like my whole life was online because I knew I wanted to be a race car driver. Probably my greatest memory is traveling with uh, my family. Uh, to different racetracks. My family owned a, a truck team that competed with a driver by the name of Terry Cook. And he sat on the pole and won a race, and that was on a Friday in Indianapolis. And then driving back all through the night to get to Detroit, you know, some six, seven hour drive, and then running my late model next day and winning the race. And it was just this great feeling of victory, having won as a crew member, uh, helping my family's race team and having one as a driver the next day. It's just really, really special. Brad Keselowski is locked into the playoffs, but his fellow Michiganer, Michigander, if you will, Eric Jones, is not. For Eric, a win in the next four races would be huge, but nothing would top a victory at home. Sweet, sweet home. When you talk about Michigan, there's no escaping the impact of the automobile. Byron, the small town where I grew up, is over an hour from Detroit. But like spoke tied to the wheel, any movement from the Motor City sets the whole state in motion. Our lives and livelihood ride on America's connection to cars. With plenty of room to roam, your thoughts turn to driving. This grassroots relationship with auto racing ties many in my state together. Track. It doesn't matter if you live in the city, work on a farm, or on the lakes, motorsports becomes our shared language. It's time to bring the action! And a unifying experience. Beautiful day today here at Brooklyn, Michigan. This track just packed with campers. Growing up here, you also have to learn to be industrious. Nothing is handed to you. You work your way up and learn as you grow. I always dreamed of cup racing, never before I paid all my dues at the short tracks. Eric Jones has won at Daytona! Yeah, man! Gathered all the seat time and studied all the disciplines of racing to earn my shot. Michigan offers all of that. We're people who put our hearts into our work 
and don't doubt we'll put our hearts in the racing too. Man, that's cool. Every time I see Eric driving his dad's old Corvette, like it just makes your heart so happy. What what a cool thing for him to be from there for Brad. But I'd have to think that also makes him want to win that much more there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's when you get to your home race. I remember for me in Champ Car, uh, we had a street race in downtown San Jose, and that was my hometown. So uh, anytime you can be in your home state or, or closer just to home in general, uh, it's uh, it puts a little bit more pressure on you. You want to be that guy to go out there and win. You know, you got all your family and friends there. And it's just uh, those weekends are, are very special for uh, for so many reasons. So it makes it a lot of fun. But you definitely show up to the racetrack a little bit more nervous than any other race that you go to. Yeah, in Brad Kozlowski's case, and we've heard him say he's never won the Daytona 500, but he's been asked, you know, what would be the biggest win for you? It's Michigan. He's never won at Michigan either. So uh, big weekend for him. And obviously for Eric Jones, who actually stays with family about a little bit more an hour away near Byron uh, and commutes back and forth to the track each each uh, day this weekend. Uh, and he comes in probably as the hottest driver in Cup with four straight top fives, doesn't have his contract situated for next year. I'm sure, like, if he was able to win, get that home track win, Didn't and seal. put the pressure on Gibbs and say, look, you've been talking about signing me. Now I've got this win. I'm in the playoffs. I've done this in front of all my people. And this could be a really big weekend for him. Completely. Let's see it happen. It's time to continue our 50 states in 50 days tour. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next stop, South Dakota, home of Mount Rushmore, the Corn Palace, and the Black Hills Speedway. This half-mile dirt track in Rapid City has hosted racing for more than 60 years. How cool is that? Their local legend is Chico McNeil. Chico runs in the hobby stock class and hasn't missed a season of racing since he started in 1984. Black Hills hosts several big events, including the Half Mile Nationals, a two-day show with everything from late models to sprint cars. And if you prefer two-wheel racing, Black Hills also hosts American Flat Track during the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, which is, of course, happening right now. I don't know if you've ever wanted to try the flat track. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Well, I do do the broadcast. That's part, true, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that race is part of a doubleheader weekend for AFT during the Sturgis Rally. Catch both events this Saturday at 1 Eastern here on NBC. They race around a bar. And what and, could be know, better? Yeah. They, they put on such a great show and they fit right in. It's Sturgis, one of the biggest motorcycle rallies in the world. I'm going to ask a question I know the answer to. I bet. Have either of you ever been to Sturgis? <laughs> I was about to say, if I ever go, I'm not going without people like you guys. Because uh, The problem is, I'm actually, I, that's the one I miss because I have to work. <laughs> it, it is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't, I, I assume, I know Kyle has been, I've never been with Kyle. I went shooting Top Gear there once. It is the greatest, uh, um, uh, kind of seven days, really most people treat like two weeks, it's gorgeous everywhere, and there are more people than you can yeah. possibly imagine. They're all on motorcycles. Uh, some of those this week, uh, a special thing because you're tying in, you know, my track, my roots with also this amazing motorcycle rally. Clint Boyer convinced his beautiful wife, Laura, that she should go with him, which, number one, impressive that he could convince her that. Number two, he got her on the zip line. I don't know if that's at the chip. I don't know where they were. I have a feeling it was probably Buffalo Chip, but that's impressive. And Laura, if you look on her Instagram, she has said... I've had the time of my life this week. Like, I had no idea how great this would be to people, but I think she's tired of the roadside burger stands because they've had a lot of those. It's the only time in my life I've ever passed a person fully nude reading a paperback book as if it's no big deal. 
like just in the chaise lounge, paperback book, totally nude. And you're like, sir, put some clothes on. Yeah. How do you was think? he reading? It's, uh, <laughs> I don't remember. All That's right. a great All question. Right. Uh, Michigan isn't the only big race this weekend for Kyle Larson. We'll see what he's been up to when we come back. And we're going back to the phones after this. What was he reading? <laughs> Take a free ride on the outside. You're running a few options through my head right now. Kyle Lawson with a blinding restart. Larson to the bottom. He's got the lead. Oh, my God. He crosses the line. Oh, yeah, good job, guys. That was awesome, buddy. I'm so proud of you. Just clocking in the head right. there. Kyle, how did you do that? I had no idea. We are hoping for another great finish this Sunday at Michigan and after the race on NBCSN. Stick around for Victory Lap. These two are going to join Danielle Trotta to break down the action and answer your questions. You guys noticed I was there interviewing Kyle, but I stood just right out of the way of Chip's <laughs> celebration. Yeah. yeah, he was pumped, man. That Kyle was Larson a... went into concussion protocol yeah. along with Chad Johnston after right? this race. Yeah. The guy, okay, we get it, sir. This is great. Let's go to the phones. Bob is on the line, who is a Kyle Larson fan. Bob, what's on your mind, buddy. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? We're good. Hey, uh, I have a question. Since Kurt Busch made the playoffs, what do you guys think of Kyle Larson getting the win in the next four races and making the playoffs, too? What do you think? Can Kyle get a win? I'm, I'm a huge Kyle Larson fan. I, I think this aero package has hurt him a little bit. It's taken away the advantage at these racetracks where he can run the fence or slide the car around. So that's hurt him a little bit, but Kyle Larson, in any vehicle he gets in, can win. Hey, Michigan is one of those tracks, AJ, where people think this aero package, this, this engine horsepower diminishment will affect him because he likes to run the top. But I wonder now, there were photos out today, that they're laying that tra traction compound right along the wall on the high side in the turns. Maybe that benefits Kyle Larson. Maybe he can run the way when he won four races at Michigan. Maybe sure. he can go back to running that way. And it affected him in June, but maybe it'll be different for this race. And that's it's a big week of racing for him. Knoxville Nationals going on. Yeah, and I was just reading last night that, you know, usually he runs Wednesday night at Knoxville, and, and he's so good, he just goes out there and makes the A-main, usually wins it, and it's automatically transferred into the Saturday night Knoxville Nationals. But he had a rough night last night, didn't make the main. And because of that, going to have to run Friday night to go out there and try to transfer into the A-Main for Saturday. So I don't know what he's going to do. They asked him. He wasn't sure either. So we'll see. I mean, he's got to run it by the team because it's, he's got to go from qualifying to it's Iowa. It's more of a Chip Ganassi thing. Yeah. I think this is a time when he's texting Chip like, have I told you how great you look? Yeah. <laughs> have you lost weight? Yeah. Is there anything I can do for you next you Tuesday? You can slap me as much as you want but let me go <laughs> yeah. race. Yeah. Totally. All right, let's go to Jacob who's on the line. Jacob, what's on your mind, buddy? Yeah, I did. Thanks for checking my call, guys. Um, obviously, in the social media news, uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt and IK9 separating ways. Do you guys think that this is kind of a way, does this tie with extreme concepts too? This is kind of a way that gives us found to get Bell a cup ride next year? Huh. Uh, I hadn't made that connection of it. I mean, first off, I, it's a big bummer for, for everybody who's a Jeffrey Earnhardt fan. He is such a nice guy. And, and I, now I, I don't know. I've never raced against him. So before I put you on the spot, I think he's delightful. And he's always been very helpful in anything we've ever needed. And you certainly hate to see any sponsor and a driver not 
uh, move forward, but I had not thought about is there a chance that that might be building something else? Uh, we, we don't know. The, yeah. You don't know if Gibbs, if they really want to start another cup team as a satellite, I'm sure they probably can find a way to do that. Sure. But, you know, with Jeffrey, he does have a better beard game than you. So that's probably why way you better. love him. <laughs> way better. Uh, He's got swagger. So the one thing we got to be careful of, and I was listening to this actually on the way over here with, with Dave Moody on SiriusXM, is the fact that everybody kind of was – had the Jeffrey Earnhardt fans had rage at the sponsor because they just assumed that it was they let him go and they had actually they were getting so much bad publicity they actually had to come out and make a statement and say hey we didn't ask for this it was yeah. Jeffrey's lawyer so we don't the point being we don't know what happened there we don't know the reasons so you can't just assume one way or the other it was because of that and uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future I, I mean, with an extra cup car. Who knows? Yeah, I've heard nothing to the sort yeah. that there could be a cup connection. I, it's it's bad for Jeffrey Earnhardt because, obviously, this was his big break. He's had some top fives this year. He's yes. run better than he's ever run in the Xfinity Series before. So if you're a Jeffrey Earnhardt fan, you're certainly going to be disappointed. I, the, what's interesting to me here is the replacement for Jeffrey Earnhardt at Mid-Ohio, which is going to be Jack Hawksworth, who is a winner in the IMSA sports cars. He's run IndyCar before, and now he's going to make his first ever Xfinity start ever. He's going to get behind a NASCAR stock car for the first time at Mid-Ohio in a Gibbs car, AJ. And I would think, I mean, yes, he has no experience running these types of cars, but he's won at Mid-Ohio this year in a GTD car. So, I mean, he knows Mid-Ohio. He knows that course. I would think He's going to be in a really good Gibbs car. He's got a shot at maybe having a really good finish in his first time out. Really good finish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing the Parker role here for you so you can tell me I'm crazy. Just, no, no, honestly. All kidding, all kidding aside, Jack Hawksworth, if you don't know the name because, you know, obviously if you're a NASCAR fan and don't watch any other series, this guy can wheel any type of vehicle that he's in. So it's going to be a, a huge learning curve to try to figure out what a stock car feels like. But he's in the right car for it. He's going to be yeah. quick at Mid-Ohio. Could he win? He could. He yeah. totally could. Okay. He got, I mean, see what he's done in that Lexus RCF. Number one, yeah, it he, reminds me how good those yeah, cars he, look. There's a the chance track. he could win. We're going to try to stop that, okay? No, I'm yeah. sorry. I keep, hear somebody I'm else so might sorry. be in that race. I realize this. that you're in that race. Cool. So we're like, hey, how about that other guy that's so we're awesome? We're just trying to get through tech, okay? Leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> just, hey, just put that wedge bolt in this week, okay? Just tell him that way it won't loosen itself oh, up oh, as it goes. Hey, hurts. it's almost time to see what the fans on Twitter are thinking. Let me say this is next here on Motormouths. Let me say this, people. Let me say this. Now, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this. Sorry, caller. I'm going to say this. Let me say this. But I'm going to tell you. But I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you. But I'm telling you. But I'm telling you something. And listen, I will say it forever. Nate, take it away. Okay. Hashtag let me say this. Jules for Bowman 88 wants to know, uh, was Jimmy throwing some shade toward Ryan Blaney in his post-race interview? Uh, Jules for Bowman thinks Blaney dr didn't drive through Johnson. It was just a road course incident. Your take, AJ? Blaney well, versus uh, Johnson? Yeah, Blaney did drive through Johnson. He did have a reason to be upset. Now, I didn't see. I did see a still photo. I didn't see his lip quivering on the still photo. <laughs> so uh, there was yeah. a little shade there about, you know, how afraid Blaney. He didn't look that afraid. So Okay, no. so jury out on yeah. quivering. Okay, yeah. John Payne uh, at Major Pay Fast Guy says, if Bubba Wallace thinks he's getting pushed around by Kyle Bush now, Wait until Shrub has the option to pass or punt Bubba when he's lapping him the next time. You think that there's going to be payback? I don't think so. No, think no, no. But no, probably not. Uh, but if he does, he should probably clean him out 
really well because Bubba will come back out and get yeah, him. And definitely so, he should not yeah. put his card directly in front of Bubba if that's yeah. going to happen. Uh, yeah. Hashtag let me say this from Sarah. What do you guys think of Alex Bowman's potential? It looks like uh, now that he's landed his first victory. Uh, for me, it's only up. Like, I, I think it's it, it's so important to get that first win. I remember when you got your first win in Cup, You to me, you were a totally different person after that. Yeah, and it just really it goes back to Hendrick, whether they're at the top of their game or they're still searching again. But we see Bowman. It took He was so close to getting it so many times. So you finally long. get that first one off, you feel loose, go get some more. Yeah, let's All right. do it. Today's name winner on hashtag let me say this. Little Drippy wants to know. Um, actually, this is really a question. It's a comment. The, the same rapper? reason we love the Intimidator is the same reason people are hating on Kyle Busch racing on Sunday. Do, do we agree with Completely. that? Completely. I agree with it. That's yeah. the most ironic thing, right? People want to act like, oh, Kyle's such a bad boy. They call him the Intimidator because you couldn't put the correct words on a T-shirt to sell how people thought like I, he raced you. I completely agree. Kyle Busch is one of the best we will ever see, but right. the thing is, if you run into somebody, you just don't, I mean, it's going to happen to you. And Bubba came back. So it is what it is. Yeah. And finally, AJ, not to dredge up any more bad memories, but hashtag let me say this. Crystal Woods says, how does NASCAR think the rear end being low gained any advantage? AJ almost drove the wheels off the 10 car in the Xfinity race of the coin. I mean, I did drive the wheels off it <laughs> too low. No, I mean, it, the thing, the one thing I will, uh, let me say this. Uh, it was too low. I mean, it was. It, we had a, a, a mechanical parts failure. We didn't get it self-induced a little bit by our own doing. It was way too low. It was not an advantage. The thing was evil to drive. But by NASCAR standards, it was illegal, and you have to go with it. Yeah. So I just don't like that they th the people assume, like, oh, they're just trying to right. gain an advantage right. and cheating up the car. No, it was far from cheated way up. It was it way harder to drive, but... We did deserve the DQ because it was way too low, and it was our own doing after we we had some damage, but after we figured out what the problem was. So it is what it is. Can't take it back. Go win Mid-Ohio, you Jack Hawksworth fan. <laughs> well Beat done. that Jack Hawksworth. Well done. <laughs> Nate, thanks for getting all those. I, I just feel like something's missing today. Do you feel like something's Someone, I should say. Yeah. Parker Kligerman, who is usually a Thursday staple, he's not here. Oh, I'm not, not missing here. Parker, no. no. Are you not? Well, no, I didn't like, actually miss him at all. It's actually his birthday. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, sorry, Hold Parker. On, wait. Yeah, I think uh, he sent us a video. I'm just, I'm okay. just hearing now. We've got a video. Let's go to the video. Sorry, I'm missing a uh, Thursday show with AJ. I'm just uh, unable to fit it in my packed birthday schedule today. Lounging out here. But uh, looking forward to heading down to do the Mid-Ohio broadcast from the booth, AJ, and uh, I'll be in the booth and you'll be in the car so I can say anything I want about you and you'll have no way to respond. That's the best way possible. <laughs> I didn't know he was growing a birthday mustache. He started that a couple months ago, I didn't mean, he? What was that? Was that like one of the little rascals hairdo yeah. too? I mean, what's going on there? Hey, it's his birthday. I guess right. It looks like a man on the cusp of turning yeah. 30. It, it looks really like, does, right? Yeah. Pretty soon they're going to card him I when mean, he buys beer. I mean, he can say whatever he want, but we do have a show Sunday night, Nate, Victory Lap, that I can turn into my Parker just and throwing down like, show. Y'all are always doing this weird like yeah. finger point, and it's funny. We found this picture online <laughs> um, of, of you guys. I think this must have been after, after one of the Sunday night shows, but I get it, you know? It's a little... I'm just going to say I'm glad you made my head the one facing away. <laughs> right? Really? We worked wow. hard. That took us three or four seconds. Yeah. We got more calls and we come back with Motor Mouth Return. Happy birthday, Parker.
weekend at the Glen. We had a different view of the party in Victory Lane. Our crew put a camera on the champagne bottle, and Chase's crew chief, Alan Gustafson, did the rest. Look at that GoPro in action. That's that's a quality shot right there. Oh, you know what? Give Chase a little bit of that. Right there on the noggin. Pound it. <laughs> Sorry, we've been watching a lot of Dude Perfect at the house. Uh, we got time for a few more calls, so let's jump right in there. Uh, let's go to Charlie on the line. Charlie, what's on your mind? Hey, boys, appreciate you taking my call. Uh, I got my eye on Daniel Suarez this weekend. He has won an Xfinity race there before. He's had a lot of speed in the past, and I think he needs the win to get into the playoffs. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree, Charlie. I think the pressure's on. I mean, he's within striking distance on points, but I don't think that team has shown the consistency necessarily to, to put together enough finishes to to climb above the guys like Newman, Johnson, who are ahead of him. So uh, I don't know if Michigan necessarily is his best shot, but uh, I, I guess maybe it is considering his record there. They need to put four strong races together. I mean, it really comes down. It pressure's on Daniel because this is what he wanted to go to Stuart Haas Racing. Pressure's there. It can make it happen, though. I know you can do it, amigo. Let's go to Mike is on the phone. Mike, what's on your mind? Hey, guys. Uh, next time you're in uh, Spokane there, Rock, uh, I'll take you to Dick's Drive-In. Now we're talking yeah. best burgers hey, around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, I got a comment. Uh, a friend of mine's uh, daughter, it, when he would get spun out the racetrack, he would say, hey, Dad, you know, if you were faster, you wouldn't have got spun out. Mm. And I'm thinking uh, Jimmy Johnson and uh, Kyle Busch wouldn't have got spun out if they were faster. Wow, Mike, that's strong. So a strong pr- – d- does Jimmy Johnson need to go faster? I mean, uh, if you ask them, they probably would assume so. They're tied for the 16th playoff spot. They, they think they probably need to go faster. That's why they made a crew chief change. I, I think Kyle Busch technically was faster than Bubba Wallace. Yeah. Uh, it was just that he got in front of Bubba Wallace because he was faster – Mike, so I think your logic might have some it's, failings. It's totally there. fair, but I would never say that to Jimmy Johnson because you'd definitely get a, a finger wag in your face. Wow, you guys, there's there's 90 seconds left. We're going to Vicky on the phone. Vicky, quickly, what's on your mind? Hey, I was wondering, uh, what's the chances for the 24 to get into the playoffs? Great question, Vicky. Thanks for calling. Can the 24 do it? I think high to super high. A likelihood that they likelihood can. of Good. making the playoff. Yeah, I, li- yeah. I like what they're doing. They gonna happen. Yeah, definitely gonna happen. But if Chad tells them to go run into somebody to pay him back, <laughs> don't do it with the front of your William, race car. That's, William, don't that's no, do it. That you can do it. Just don't do it with the front of the race car. Good advice. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, guys, we're going to give a quick shout-out to my friend Randy Montana, who is my friend Kyle Petty's son-in-law, has his first number one hit. Uh, this is Kyle's daughter, Montgomery Lee. Randy helped co-write Beer Never Broke My Heart by Luke Combs, along with... Jonathan Singleton. That's right. It's so cool. His, his <laughs> picture's up in Nashville. Randy's nice. an awesome guy. And nice. uh, so proud of him. That's going to do it for us on Motor Mouse. AJ, thanks for being here. Nate, I love your haircut. You're the best. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. We've got a whole weekend of racing coming up for you. Speaking of haircuts, Parker, what is going on here? Happy birthday. I hope you find some hair gel and a razor, buddy. Good Lord. Enjoy all the action I this weekend th- for Michigan. Yes. Fight <laughs> <laughs> crime. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, 
and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.